Your dial is on 97.3 City FM. You're welcome to the number one technology conversation on Ghana Radio. You're welcome to City Trends. My name is Philippa Sean, and today on the show, we will be talking about trends within the job sector, especially focusing on the IT and telecom sector. And this is as a result of some findings that Jobberman um, put together, and um, we'll be trying to understand exactly what went into it and um, you know some of the interesting insights that we gleaned from that particular bit of research. We'll be trying to understand where jobs are available in Ghana and how information technology can help us to be able to get more people married better to jobs that is if they actually exist so we will be delving into all of that in the sh- on the show today and um you can be a part of the show actually with your thoughts and your questions on our whatsapp number 054-9986996 same number on telegram as well so make sure you send your questions and your thoughts in so we can um, get them answered before the close of the show you're welcome once again to city trends let's jump straight into the conversation for today So Ghana happens to be in a very unique space, um, a unique space where lots of conversations around where are the jobs, you know, what are the global trends or what are the trends within Ghana about jobs, availability and everything else in between. People often complain about the fact that they don't know where to find the jobs. And from some of the conversations that go on in the media, you know, sometimes you just have this feeling that we really don't know exactly how many people are unemployed, how many people are actually employed, how many people require employment, and so on and so forth. And so it's it's nice when you have institutions within the country who conduct research to try to understand what the jobs trends are. And Jobberman happens to be one of those companies that's doing that. And they put together a research and um, um, they analyzed about one thousand nine hundred and seventeen job listings and two hundred and nine or over two hundred nine thousand job applications between january 2021 and july 2021 and over three thousand seven hundred job listings and over three hundred and ninety thousand job applications from july 2020 to July 2021 to form the analysis that we're going to be having a conversation about today. Now, in this report, job listings represent supply while job applications represent demand. So just bear that in mind while we break everything down. I'm joined by the CEO of Jobberman, Hilda Nimotieku, and she's going to be walking us through some of the interesting findings from the report. Hilda, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thank you. Um, it's a pleasure to be here to share the insights that we've gathered on the, our research. So, um, firstly, I guess, question is, what prompted the research in the first place? Just so we have that as a basis for, for where we're going to build. I think as part of our job as uh, an online HR marketing um, 
place, what we do is that we don't only list jobs, but we try and do this research to help our employers to know what is trending, what is new, what, what industry is working and what is not working. So we do this as part of our role. We do it, I, 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 we used to do it quarterly, but I think last year we did half yearly. So to be able to share with our employers so that they, they, we don't only help them list or recruit for roles, but they know what is trending within the job market during the time frame that we are, we are working with. Just a quick one though. Um, when, I mean, cause you said you've done this for quite a bit. So I just wanted to ask you some questions based on that. Um, what has been, what have been some of the things that really strike at you, like pre-pandemic, mm-hmm. post-pandemic? What are some of the interesting things that, when you look at the two time periods, because mm-hmm. obviously the dynamics would have changed, um, quite apart from getting into the research bit, like what are some of the th- things that hit you, especially within a job space, um, when you look at pre-pandemic and what the job trends were, mm-hmm. and you look at post-pandemic, what the job trends are? I think before the pandemic, I mean, obviously jobs are always highly sought after, whichever way, whether it's pre or post pandemic. But I think the key thing is that during the pandemic, before the pandemic, people had a choice of what jobs to go for. But during the pandemic, a lot of people lost their jobs. So now people are looking for what is available for me to do, because I need to be able to earn a living. And some of the industries really just went down the spiral because one they were not making profit and they couldn't keep people so they had to let people go so i think that after after the pandemic the industries that were not in high demand started becoming high and those who were um, industries were just going down and some of them have not even recovered Mm -hmm. after the pandemic so the option for job seekers is not very i mean the industries they are opening up now. I mean, it's been since 2019. So we, we've seen some progress with companies coming back, um, coming to recruit and stuff like that. For, but for a long time, as part of even Jobberman, and during 2020, we, did, um, we, we had a period where we allowed our employers to post their jobs for free because mm-hmm. at the time, I mean, who's, gonna, who's even going to recruit anyway for you to say come and pay for a job unless you want um, a high-level recruitment, which we'll do for you. We're allowing people to post on our, our portal for free to be able to as a support also to employers because there were, there were, no, like, there were really no jobs available. Um, so, yes, after pandemic, the, the options are open, but it's open for some industries. And while pre-pandemic, people were, people were a bit spoiled for choice. About, I mean, we job to do, I don't want to work in this industry yet. But now you don't have a choice. You take what is available for you to do to be able to earn a living. So I think that's the difference. Well, one of the things that also pops out at me is um, the issue of, um, you know, like you said, people now take what's available, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm just wondering, between pre-pandemic and post-pandemic, even till today, before we get deeper into the research, um, what the attitude change has it come at a surprise to you? Considering the fact that you've you've seen and watched the trends over the period, has it been surprising for you? And if it hasn't, why hasn't it? So it varies. So even now, there are some roles that some people will still say, "Oh, I don't want to do this job." Mm. You know, um, so the attitude, I mean, for people who work in certain sectors, they've had to regroup and see, okay, maybe I need to pick up a, a course or I need to pick up an additional skill to be able to move from that sector into another sector to make me more employable. But some people are also sticking to, you know, the ways of doing it. People are also shying away from. So, and I'll talk to you about the report. So now sales and marketing jobs 
are on the high. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people shy away from doing sales jobs because oh, sales jobs are stressful. They come with the target and everything. But every organization is looking at recouping the money they lost during. So you need to realign to, you know, okay, let me take a job like this. Then whilst I'm in the job, I can look for alternate options. But of course, at the moment, that's what everybody wants to bring in revenue and make sure that they, they recoup from what they lost during the pandemic. And I think the youth of today shy away from those kind of jobs because they feel like it's stressful and it's more about that. But that's the option that's available now for people to be able to take. So the attitude, I would say it has changed slightly, but it depends. It varies on which sector you were working before and where you are working now. I, I, lastly, is it is it because people don't know which sectors are recruiting actively, for which reason sometimes they might be a little apprehensive in terms of which options to go for? Or is it that the information is readily available, it's just people are very um, nitpicky in terms of options? I think people are picky in terms of finding a job. So it's really, do you need a job? Or um, I don't want, everybody wants to do an admin role. And one of the things, when we post an admin support customer service role, less than three days, the number of applications we receive is enormous, right? And when you post another job, which requires a little bit of technicality or a job that requires sales or other things, then applications are limited because I think everybody's looking for an easier way out. Yeah, so I think um, that's, that's the difference. That's that's a bit worrying when you when you think about it, but um, I, I think we'll just get into the details of the report now. And listeners, you're still tuned in to City Trends on 97.3 City FM. We're having a conversation with the CEO of Jobberman Hilda Nimotieku about research that they put together um, looking at the job space or the trends within a job space in Ghana. And so we're just going to jump straight into the research itself. Um, Hilda, so tell us what are the key findings from the research that you did? We've already spoken about the scope um this was um a research that was done specifically for the ghana space and you, you we've already um talked about um the number of people for example or the the research area or the coverage so tell us some of the key highlights from from the research um for for the research and i'll, I'll go a bit into details in terms of top industries that are in high in supply and demand. And we also looked at, um, and I think you already explained that for the basis of this, um, when we say a job listing, it presents the supply. And when we say a job application is the demand. So let's say if, uh, the supply is if I post in, let's say, an engineering job, and the demand is how many people who will apply for that that specific job. So based on the, the insights that we gathered, we realized that the top industry that was recruiting in terms of supply, which had 15% of the total job listing, was um, manufacturing and warehouse, yeah? followed by IT, which had 11%, and education, which had 10%, then banking and finance, which had 9 um, and other trends. And I think interestingly at the bottom was advertising, media, Mm. and communications which was nine and NGO which was the um, the the I mean the last place in terms of the industry which was only four percent of total job listings right. so this is jobs that are available yes these are jobs that are available and second was IT yes. third was education yes that's interesting but then advertising as well last from bottom yes so advertising was ninth and that came, I think, before NGO. Mm. So healthcare, we have construction. So, I mean, it's interesting because with education, you know, a lot of schools initially laid people off because they were not 
and students weren't coming in. But some parents also decided that maybe working um, um, online schooling wasn't working for my child. So people were advertising for more home schools, mm. home teachers. Mm. People were also advertising. After a while, we're looking at okay, my teachers are not up to speed, but I need somebody who will be able to do the online because a lot of teachers, I mean, they do a good job, but we're not adept with technology to be able to do the Zoom meetings. They don't even know which button to click to be able to do that. So yes, even though people were laid off, they were still in high demand when people were looking for home tutors and also teachers who are technology savvy to be able to um, help students with the online classes that they were doing during that time. So education, interestingly, came at third, which was 10%. So people in education were still listening during the pandemic, even though some, uh, most of them, I think, I think for private schools, it was more than, it, I mean, the public sector went off, but the private schools had, a, they still listed a lot during the right. um, pandemic and post-pandemic, right. yeah. Wow, yeah. I mean, so it's, it's clear that, you know, in the, in the case of skills development, it's, it's it's one of the things that even, you know, people within, and I, I'm guessing that this will cut across. Mm -hmm. What it probably means is that people will need to scale up, exactly. you know, because clearly those without the, you know, IT skills and, mm -hmm. and all of that would, would have a tough period. And mm -hmm. most of them did have yeah. a tough period within the pandemic period. But then clearly um, with this statistic in terms of the 10%, you said, mm -hmm education jobs were available but as to whether there were enough people to even fill it yes. is another completely different conversation you know and yes. i just wanted you to touch briefly on the importance of of people's skilling up you know because you never know when a situation might pop up but that you need to be skilled enough to be able to fit in and i just want you to touch on the importance of having the right skills depend you know regardless of the space that you're in so I think that um, technology has caught up with us. And I think that people, you don't want to be left behind, right? So even if you, regardless of which sector or in industry you're working, you need to have something. I mean, the roles that people are doing with um, business analysts, people are doing with, uh, they, they want you to have a Power BI, they want you to be able to, um, software developer, mm. they want you to be able to do a lot of other things IT related. So even with your current job, which we, irrespective of which sector that you are in, it's always good to make sure that you are updated with technology and you're able to catch up because otherwise you'd be left behind. A specific example is the teachers. So if you're good at what you do, because during the pandemic, they are laying people off. They won't go and bring somebody who come and help you to do the Zoom. You understand because they're trying to cut down so they, if you if they have a teacher who can actually do the zoom meetings that's a plus you know so then it keeps you in the job that you're supposed to be in yeah i mean w w and it's kind of not surprising that it and telecoms comes in a second with 11 mm percent -hmm. i mean during the pandemic it was just it was just natural mm -hmm. that a lot of people were either working from home, mm -hmm. working remotely, wherever it is they were working from. And I'm just wondering what kind of jobs, you know, I know it's within IT and telecom generally, mm -hmm. but what kind of jobs generally were being made available, you know, with, within the IT and, and the telecom space? So with, um, I'll look at, so let's look at the job functions that were in high supply. And I think I've talked about sales. Yes. Sales was in high supply. But in terms of software, um, they were looking at um, 
engineering and technology roles and also software and data so where people can do programming people have um, senior software engineers that have skill that can develop if you have java you know those kind of extra added skills and there were a lot of other countries who were looking for remote workers so if you have that skill you can be employed and be in ghana work from home and work for other people in other countries so at the moment we have um, a company that's looking for about 10 to 15 people with some specific set of skills and that is remote working so even if i feel like even if you have a job and you want to take something but i don't know how stressful that is you can still you can mm -hmm. still um do do that so engineering and software um with data and technology where the rules that also stood I mean, during that time. Um, so, but the highest was, I think, with sales, which I've mentioned, and also um, accounting and audits and finance also topped the way in high um, supply in terms of specific job functions. Okay. Yeah. I see. So, I mean, so if, if you're doing the listening, I hope this gives you a good sense of, you know, where the demands are, especially within a job space, what is available out there. And, and these are you know, as recent as February 2021, if, if I'm not mistaken. And so it, 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 I hope it is helping you to sort of understand where and what is happening within the job market space. And we're just having a conversation around f trends within the job functions and the job um, space um, over um, the period. And we are currently looking at um, between January 2021 and um july 2021 that's the period within which this research was conducted so i do hope it's bringing home um or giving you a good sense of you know what's happening within the job space but i mean so it 10 11 education 10 percent. it's clear that advertising didn't um, wasn't you know looking for too many people within the space i'm guessing this is most probably because quite a number of the people could work from home you know and so even though yes advertising needed to be done and i'm sure a lot of the advertising went more social people you know pe people people could still get the job done yeah so there are a lot of people were going for digital marketers who can work remotely mm. people were doing a lot of social media um, they were not doing the core advertising and media stuff because everybody was working from home so if i'm doing my how many people were at the time were going out to go and see my billboard mm. right so you need to have a digital marketer who will promote you and your work on social media, on LinkedIn, on Facebook, you know, and push you out there in the social media space. So I think more of for marketing, the rules have even changed a lot. Everybody's looking for a digital marketer now instead of an offline marketing person. I actually wanted to delve a little deeper into that when you talked about it. So within the digital marketing space or within marketing, mm -hmm. digital marketing seems to be very high in terms of demand. Are there any other opportunities within the marketing space for a digital savvy person, um, you know, quite apart from just the marketing. So there's a um, social media content um, content person, um, web web developers, designers, graphic designers who will work with the marketing team. Because at the end of the day, you need to be able to. If you can't do the traditional advertising and marketing, you need people to help you with your social media creation, with your content, with your digital marketing, and make sure that you're still being able to pass your message out there, not through the traditional means, but through any a digital channel where you'll be able to reach your consumers. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really interesting when you delve a little deeper into um, the details of the job functions. So um, we've, we've talked about IT. Um, clearly, it's 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 big. And I, ju I just wanted to also find out from you, um, 
are there enough trained people in Ghana to meet these opportunities? So no. So when we look at the demand in terms of job functions, and even though IT was higher, mm -hmm. the demand you can see from here, software and data was only 4%. So if I put in a role that I need, um, um, engineering and technology is also 4%. Mm. So, the so which means there are roles there, but the demand is very low. So it means we don't have enough people in that sector to be able to fill the roles that we have. So the supply and demand is not the same. So if I have 10% as in, um, for the supply, the demand is 4%. Mm. So if you look at it, there's a 6% gap mm. on, and ideally the demand should be more than the supply, right? So that will be, so if we have 10%, we should be able to have maybe 20 or 30% in terms of demand so that all the roles should be filled. But the demand is only 4%. Right. So which means that there's a lot of opportunity out there and people are not taking out taking advantage. And I feel like if you're young and you're into IT, this is your time um, to be able to um, upskill yourself, develop new skills. There are other functions in IT apart from the traditional IT troubleshooting that you can do. You can, you know, develop stuff. You can build um, things, uh, you know, software and kind of those kind of stuff. They are, they are in high demand, but we don't have enough. Mm -hmm. So those are some of the sectors that people in IT might want to go into to be able to make sure that they meet the job demands or the job market as it is today. Mm. I mean, it's, it's, it's really interesting, uh, um, those, those details there. But I mean, from from where you sit, as someone who looks through the trends and um, within the job space, um, quite apart from the individuals, because it's clear that some of these job roles are specific. Mm -hmm. You need to have a specific skill set to be able to meet some of these demands. So, I mean, is, is there a word that you would like to you know put across either to um, institutions, training institutions and things like that who are within the space in terms of where the focus should be? Because we for a very long time have complained about the fact that we train a lot of students but then they are not ready for the job market and it seems that even as we transition to a more digital space we are still carrying those same old legacy problems along the way and so I, i'm just wondering if you had some thoughts around the institutions that are doing the training and what sort of things they should start paying more closer attention to I think um, one of the things, I mean, it's interesting you brought this up because we had this event with the universities last week and there are no internship opportunities. Mm -hmm. So if people are in IT and in technology and you want them to come and work for you, I think institutions should be ready to take people on as interns, to train them. I think the good thing is that if you get them in as interns, you get them in very early, mm -hmm. you can teach them the work culture, the work ethic that you want, and develop their skill. And they are more likely to stay with you for a longer period of time. Mm -hmm. So you've trained them, and people stay with you for, for long. I mean, they will at least serve you for a minimum of five years before they move on to do other things. Because at that time, they feel like they are learning. So I think institutions should be ready to train people, but also take people on for, to build that experience so that they can stay with them for a very long time. And and for people who are actually also looking and wanting to be in the tech tech domain, they should look at what is trending in the, out there. Is the traditional IT going to be useful for you? Look at um, what can you do in software? What can you do in, da um, in the data side? What can you do in the analytics, a lot of Power BI? Um, what can you do on that side? Mm. Um, and look at other options um, that will help you, that will make you more um, exposed or more um, 
let's say, appealing to, to institutions to be able to take you on. But I mean, in terms of the training that also needs to happen, because I'm just looking at the top 10 industries high in demand and supply, mm -hmm. and IT is number two, mm -hmm. and IT telecoms is also IT number two. IT and telecoms is also number two, number two, two yeah. in both supply and demand. Mm -hmm. it, it gives you a sense that from both the people who are advertising the job roles and the people who are seeking the job roles, mm -hmm. we seem to have, you know, sort of like an equal... Yeah. You know, the demand and supply seems to be equal. But in terms of those who are actually skilled enough to apply yeah. and get the jobs, yeah. there is there is a there's something missing. Yeah. There's something yeah. missing there. So I think that's what I, I, I mentioned earlier that everybody's looking for the typical IT support. Mm -hmm. Go and pull computer, do those kind of things. Those mm -hmm. things are in, in the past. Mm -hmm. I mean your IT support guy should be able to look at data, analyze, and give you information. Mm -hmm. Your IT support guy is supposed to do extra things apart from, well, now, I mean, people work from home. People can troubleshoot on their computers. When they have an issue, they know what to do. Mm -hmm. So the best they'll call is for team viewer. You need to make yourself resourceful so that it's not the traditional IT thing that you're doing, plugging cables, the internet is not working, you're checking link and all those things, ports and all those things. You need to be able to do the extra mm -hmm. to be able to be relevant. So yes, the jobs are there, the demand is there, but if you look at the specific job functions, we don't have enough people to apply who are qualified enough to apply for those jobs. Yeah. I, I see hospitality is also very high on the demand side, mm -hmm. meaning more and more people are looking for um, jobs within the hospitality space. Mm -hmm. But then we're also conscious of the fact that a lot of these new hospitality centers are also becoming very digital in mm -hmm. terms of their approach, you know. And so I'm just also beginning to wonder about that. Um, and because from the, from the supply side, in terms of, you know, institutions looking, mm -hmm. it's actually not that bad. No. 8% of institutions within the hospitality and hotel industry are actually looking to recruit. Yeah. But, you know, in terms of people looking for jobs, about 10%. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm just wondering, with this new trend of almost every institution going digital, mm -hmm. could it be a situation of people still stuck, you know, even in some of these traditional um, job roles, mm -hmm. people are still stuck in the old idea of what these jobs are mm -hmm. without necessarily thinking forward mm -hmm. about what, for example, in 20 years time, what will someone within the hospitality industry be um, be needed to have as a skill set? I think hospitality is quite interesting in hospitality because they were one of the industries that were the hardest hits during the pan pandemic because, you know, some hotels couldn't even survive after the pandemic. Most of them could couldn't open. It's only the thriving and I mean good ones. You have to, you have to amend or you have to change yourself to fit within um, where things are going. Um, um, the new, the way people are doing things. So now hotels where so people lost their jobs. So now the demand is that they are all at home and they are all looking for the same jobs. I think um, people in the hospitality are not looking at recruiting too many people that they had before. So if people are not spending a lot in hotels, there's no point having 10 bar waiters there. They would rather have five, you know, to be able to be, um, so I think that is not, I think the demand was created during the pandemic and everybody wants to go back into the industry again. But the industry 
it will take them a while to be able to come back up things have changed changed. i don't know if you notice during the the holidays if you go into hotels sometimes they are short staffed Mm. and it's technically the company is looking for um a very um resourceful way or like say a a better way of managing their talent so that they're able to cut cost because having people and people were taking people on for contract basis where you can come in for doing doing the peak season when they need you to be so i think people who are in demand of um those jobs will need to look at other options that are available to them and not always waiting sitting to wait to see which hotel is going to open next and which hotel was going to you know do well needs uh, but also update themselves with other additional skills to be able to be at par with what the job is looking for well, I'm, so I'm looking now at the job function trends mm-hmm. and admin office <laughs> from the demand side seems to be the highest. Okay, like you like you mentioned, everybody wants to be in an office wearing a tie yes. and everything else. Accounting, auditing and finance, interestingly, mm-hmm. is second. Mm-hmm. Customer service and support mm-hmm. is, is, is third mm-hmm. with sales being fourth. And interestingly, engineering and technology yeah. Is tenth is all the way at the bottom in terms of job functions. People. We don't have enough people in that sector mm. to fill the roles, mm. so the demand for those jobs are really mm. low. So we, wow. you know, like for this, those specific functions, mm. are not there. So you you see admin in office. That's what I told you. If you have, mm. we put in an admin job, you will you are less likely to get more likely to get like two hundred applications in maybe two or three days. Because that's the kind of option that people are looking for. Mm. And interesting, you see accounting and um, finance also mm-hmm. being there. I mean, once pe- people are back at work, obviously, you need people to be able to manage yeah. the books. So it falls in line with that. And customer service is also very in high demand. Mm. I feel like people want the option of, you know, because if you put a customer service job, customer service, I mean, not to say, but... It, it doesn't require any high technical, technical skills to right. be able to do that. So and that's the option that mm. people go for. So the ones that require technical skills, you can see, is at the bottom. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, listeners, you're still tuned in to 97.3 City FM. This is City Trends. We are having a conversation about job trends in Ghana, what the current situation is, and possibly working our way down the line, what sort of trends you should be paying attention to um, if you're a job seeker, if, you know, you have an interest within within um, the space as well in terms of, you know, what is happening within within the tech space. Um, we've had a situation in Ghana, unfortunately, where, you know, various groups have been formed which um, speak on behalf of the unemployed, for example, in Ghana. It's just interesting um one of the things that I'm learning from this conversation so far is the fact that even though sometimes these jobs are available, especially the digital and the IT and the telecom ones, it seems like people are not skilled enough to fill those roles. And, and, and that's, that's, quite, that's quite worrying. When we look at the annual trends, interestingly, IT and telecom seems to seems to be on the high. Um, can you can you explain to us, you know, what 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 this means? So th- those are the most sought after industries. If you look at the trends like uh, the graph we showed earlier. Mm-hmm. So the, these are people where people employers are looking for people with these skills, right? So they're looking for people who can help them um, you know, who have that experience, who have um, to be able to help them maybe build new software, be hel- help them to do more things efficiently by using technology. Right. So that that definitely explains it. These are annual trends. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
So yeah. over over the course of a year, yeah. it's very clear that IT and telecom seems to be in you know be at the very top mm -hmm. in terms of job availability. Mm -hmm. But then you need to have a certain skill set to be able to yeah. qualify, yeah. To, and that is and and it, it's become a running theme throughout this conversation mm -hmm. that having the right skill set mm -hmm. seems to be you know the most important thing that you need to consider. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately. Sometimes you wouldn't know what sort of skill set, you know, you would need to actually qualify. But I also find here manufacturing and warehousing and then banking, finance and insurance. Mm -hmm. I mean, from from the three top ones, it looks like, you know, we have two that are very technical mm -hmm. in terms of their focus and then warehouse and um, manufacturing in, in, in more than one ways is also pretty technical mm -hmm. when you think about manufacturing. So it, it's it's very clear that the right skills mm -hmm. acquired mm -hmm. will definitely get you into certain job exactly. opportunities. But it doesn't seem to be the case in terms of, you know, whether the people are actually ready to, mm -hmm. to take up those jobs. And I, I, I just wondering what your thoughts are about that. And these are just, these are annual trends yeah. over a period of a year. Yeah. So we did this, I think, um, we did between January and June 2020. Mm -hmm. And this annual, this was also from July 2020 mm -hmm. to july 2021 right. so that's for the annual from 2020 we're having the effects of the pandemic 2021 too was there but not very um yeah so i think that was one of the things that i said the supply for vacancies in it industry remains high mm -hmm. as the overall top industry that employers are posting vacancy for right. yeah right. and and as um, opposed to the previous years yeah, so when we look, we look through, we did a bit of um, industries that are high demand with for IT profession. Mm. And apart from manufacturing, we had banking and finance. Mm. Because everybody's looking at how to secure my, um, especially now people are working from home and people are doing a lot on your mobile. So insurance, even hospitality are looking for people with IT. You understand? Healthcare, education, and we talked about education earlier, e-commerce, mining and energy. So these are the industries that were with high demand of IT professionals during during that time, during the period of January 2021 to December 2021. It's, it's often said that, you know, people when they get into the whole education and preparation stage for an IT job tend to focus on certain parts of IT education, mm -hmm. much to the neglect of others. Mm -hmm. And from the data, you can sort of see that People are not necessarily, people are, yes, looking for IT jobs, mm -hmm. but then the skill set is a problem, mm -hmm. you know, probably giving you a sense that people are not diversifying enough or trying to scale themselves enough in, in, in certain areas. And I just was wondering if you could, you know, if, if you have some insight on that, if you could just share your, your thoughts about that. People definitely are learning the IT, mm -hmm. but then the, the skills that they need for the job market seem seems still to be lacking so you know it's like they they are there learning it but then what they need to actually be in industry is missing and it, it, it kind of buttresses the point that quite a number of industry watchers especially the hub network have made about people not diversifying enough in terms of the skills that they pick up you know for, for the job industry and i just wondering if you could share your thoughts on that so I was looking for some information mm -hmm. for you. So um, 
I wanted to even show you a JD that we got recently mm. for an IT role. Mm. And I, this will be a hard one to find. And these are the people who are looking immediately for at least 10 people to work remotely. Mm. But at the moment, people are looking for big data engineers. Mm. So mm. it's not the traditional IT, full stack developer. People are looking for cloud architects, artificial intelligence engineer, product managers, um, blockchain engineer, mm. develop ops. So these are not your traditional IT. So software architecture, people are looking at things that is next gen, right? People are not looking for, like I mentioned, traditional IT, troubleshooting, cable, you know, fixing internet kind of IT roles. People are looking at the next level, what you can do. Can you build software? Can you do this? Do you have some specific skill sets to be able to help? So I think that people doing IT to be able to abreast themselves, not to stick to the, um, the mainstream, but look at um, software developing, software programmers. And those are the things that are in very high demand that employers are looking out for. Wow. I mean, I am, and if you're doing the listening, I do hope, you know, this is putting things into perspective for you, whether you're in school or you're in, you know, you are in a job looking to, I don't know, transition to another job. It's very, very clear that it's not just having skills, but then having some specific skills that are in high demand. And clearly from the data, IT jobs are available, but then if you are skilled enough, and it's very interesting, banking and finance require IT skills, but then even then they require people with IT skills with a specific skill set. Hospitality, which, you know, typically people would not associate too much IT, you know, with, still require certain people with a certain kind of skill set. I don't know if you, you found the, the, the inform, so, information so that you're looking for. for. Someone is looking for someone with a Microsoft Dynamic 365 CRM solution design lead and, and senior developer. Mm. So this is not somebody who is a traditional mainstream. I mean, and these people are remote so that if you get, if you do get them, they will be able, you'll be able to work from home and work with them in other countries. People are looking for CRM senior developer, technical lead, Microsoft. Right. Specific. Specific, you know, so it's not um, um, just the traditional. So you always need to make sure that you are, at, you are, if, when I was looking at the JD, I said, in fact, I mean, I don't know how many people <laughs> who have, to, have yeah. the, so you need to be able to um, have a JavaScript. You need to be able to um, dynam work with dynamic CRM online. You need to be the, you need to be able to do configurations. You need to be able to do a lot. Sometimes even coding. You know, to be able to get the kind of jobs that you're going to, and they are looking to have somebody start pretty immediately. Really? Yep. So yeah. um, it's now trying to get the right person for for the for the customer customer wow. um if if this doesn't put things into perspective for you i really don't know what else would this is city trends on 97.3 city fm we're having a conversation about the job sector and what some of the trends are what you know the the sectors in demand are and it's very clear that you know tech it you know once again comes out tops but then it's not just the general but then there are specific requirements and I think this is this is a conversation that really needs to um, be had from an educational level as well, um, in terms of what the approach should be um, with regards provision of jobs, provision of specific kind of trainings, and like you said, internships also need um, to be had. But I mean, you you have a situation where 
Um, so someone is out of school looking for a job, finds a job, you know, they've they've had their training, whatever. But if if the business wants to, for example, move in direction A, they require certain skills. At that, at that point, they might not have the skills to move in that direction. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just wondering for young people who are straight out of one education institution or the other or, you know, have had some IT training background, how adventurous should they be mm-hmm. in terms of A, the industry that they end up in mm-hmm. and how they are able to push the industry and prepare them for the for the future? Because like you said, during the pandemic, we realized that quite a number of businesses could not survive. Mm-hmm. Most of them have still not been able to survive because they were not future-proof. Mm-hmm. And so for people within the IT sector and the IT space who are getting into jobs, how adventurous do you think they should be in terms of how they even prepare their businesses um, for, for the future? Because if you're not future-proof, you are going to die. So I think for job seekers or people who are actually looking for a career in IT, most importantly, you learn basic things. But when you come out of school, there are some of these courses you can learn without going through the mainstream mm-hmm. school. So if you have the basic IT skill, you can pick up courses. There are institutions in Ghana that do these courses. That you, But these courses you uh, they come with a bit of um, it's high price. You need to be able to pay for them. But those are the things that you need to do. And if you get an opportunity for a company that is um, has this kind of technology or is forward-looking, Sometimes I say to young people, it's not always that you work for the money, mm. yeah, because money is good, but you work for that experience as well. Even you, you said, can I come and help to learn at no cost? Right. I mean, no employer will look at you and they will give you transport at the end of the day, right. but take advantage of opportunities within. And if you see an organization that is doing something that you feel is uh, you can benefit or work for, do that, do it for free if it means gain that experience. Because at the end of the day. The kind of jobs that you are exposing yourself to when you are done or you have that experience, it's enormous. And you'll be able to you recoup everything that you've spent preparing yourself within that industry. And you'll be highly sought after. Mm-hmm. These are people that we are looking for and we are not finding. So if you do make sure that you are you have the latest, um, uh, and with IT, the you know, there's always new technology, even with Microsoft. And even there's always something new coming up. You know, in my past, I've sold technology before. There's always a new solution that's coming that's going to be better. So you always make sure that you are abreast with time. We are abreast with the seasons. You you know what's going, what trend is, you know, what is the next thing. And you're always catching up. Because if you don't catch up, you'll be left behind. Mm-hmm. Um, I asked earlier, but I just want to reiterate the point. What is your advice to training institutions, mm-hmm. schools, universities as well that are training young people for, for, for the job market? What's your advice to them? I think that the curriculums need to be expanded. So if you have a curriculum that is doing the mainstream and probably it's a set in stone and it can be changed, you need to encourage students to be able to take up these courses during their vacation time. Mm-hmm. So some of these courses you can take at your own pace mm-hmm. yeah so if you have a, a set curriculum that you cannot incorporate this into your mainstream you encourage students to take this in their spare time so that by the time they finish with the mainstream they also have this additional skills that will help them to be more employable and more attractive to the job market i see i see well listeners as as we wrap up on on the conversation we're just trying to um one of the things also that came up was sales mm-hmm. being a 
top job function in high supply and had been an office in the highest demand between January 2021 and July 2021. You, you indeed did mention that um, a lot of young people don't seem to be too willing to take up, you know, sales jobs, mm -hmm. you know. And once again, any advice for... Because clearly from the data, there are quite a number of sales jobs available. Quite a lot, but mm -hmm. young people don't seem to want to take those out. I think it's just that people, I don't know, let me speak for myself, but I think young people within this era don't like to be challenged. Mm -hmm. They like the easy way out. Mm -hmm. They like the quick money. Mm -hmm. And in sales, um, I always tell people that when you do sales, you can do anything, literally. you can Because it builds you up. It builds your communication skills. It builds your confidence. It builds you because to be able to prepare to go and meet a customer, you need to make sure that you are ready, and you be able to. It builds you your your thinking ability. It does. It makes you well rounded. And I think that people shouldn't shy away because even with IT, even with um, other industries, everybody is looking for a salesperson. You know, so if you're able to do sales and add business development to whatever you're doing, you fit into any industry so i think that people shouldn't shy away from sales job as, as a right opportunity for young people to pick up learn build your career and i also if you do sales you can do you can do anything and it's interesting here it is number one in terms of top 10 job functions in high supply yeah. it is all the way at number one mm -hmm. in terms of jobs that are available exactly. i mean it's it's really really striking but um just so that we you know for you who just probably joined the conversation just to put things into perspective um top 10 industries in high supply and demand if you can just walk us through that in terms of the supply side mm -hmm. you know before we come to the demand side what are the top 10 industries which are in high supply um, within within the period that we, we're reviewing? I'll go through from 1 to 10. Yes. So we had manufacturing and um, warehousing being at 15% on the top. Then IT and telecoms were 11%. Then education was at 10%. Banking, finance, and insurance, we bundled them together as one industry within our, our database, came to fourth. Then hospitality and hotels came to fifth position. Retail, fashion, and um, came to 8% and healthcare came to 7%. Construction came to 6 um, because during that time, I mean, during lockdown, how many people are building anything or were going out? So understandably so. Then advertising, media, NGO, and charity, which was the lowest in terms of the supply that was available during that. So if you were in an NGO job and you lost your job, the chances of finding a job during that sector was very slim. Um, but then we come to the um, um, demand bit. And demand was matching the supply mm -hmm. in terms of manufacturing. So manufacturing right. and warehousing was tops. Yeah. Then it came to IT. So you can see the first two were matching, right? So what it means then is in terms of job listings and yeah. number of job applications, yes. manufacturing and warehousing and IT and telecoms were both at the top, top. Matching, each matching each other, matching each other. That's yeah. that's really interesting. Yeah, so they did match each other in terms of um, the demand, then followed by hospitality and hotel, which was also in demand, and understand people were looking for a job within that sector. Mm. Then retail, fashion, and FMCG. So FMCG also came up as in people were looking for, well, I want a shop attendant job, I want um, a shop assistant, mm -hmm. that kind of jobs after the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Then banking and finance and insurance was at um, fifth place. Um, construction came up 
at sixth place because at that time people were looking to go back into education was also um, at seven advertising healthcare and automotive and aviation was at three percent it makes sense right people yeah. were not traveling a yeah. lot during yeah. that time so then um, they were at three percent at the bottom of of um, the demand so, so now let's get into the job functions. Mm -hmm. um, so this is for the benefit of those who just tuned in, um, just to put things into proper perspective based on what you've heard so far. So we are going to look now at the job functions which are high in supply mm -hmm. and demand. Okay, so job functions, we talked about sales. Yes. Sales was, a, I mean, the job that were in high supply. People were looking for business development, sales companies were down, so they're looking for people who bring in revenue mm -hmm. and who bring their business back on your feet. So mm -hmm. if you're looking to come and do admin, they are sorry. They want somebody who bring in money, right? Yeah. So then we have accounting, and once the sales are co is coming in, you need somebody to manage, manage the finance. <laughs> so then well, that was the next. The research, teaching, and training also that's came up. Yeah, very interesting yeah at number three in terms of supply um then marketing and comms came back um a fourth position then admin and admin assistant office assistant came in at fifth mm. then engineering seven um sixth place software and data also at seventh place so there were the supply for those roles um the management business development at eight See where customer support is. Mm. Customer support mm. going back mm. um, down the line because I need money. Mm. I need I need to, need to get in the get cash. The the cash. Then we business. will look at what how to manage our customers yeah, yeah. after. So they they were at the ninth position with four percent. Then supply chain and procurement. People were not buying much. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so this data it's it's relatable. It's reflectable. The yes, exactly what we had. Um, trending in the industry at that time in so terms of so in, in terms of what job applicants were actually looking for mm -hmm. and and putting an application in which is the demand side mm -hmm. what 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 were we looking at so you, the demand wasn't um matching with the um, supply Absolutely. so the demand had a lot of admin and office jobs mm -hmm. at 19 percent mm -hmm. but um, accounting and finance was second mm -hmm. and the demand was there so they matched but the first sales moved um, to the fourth position in t in terms of um, so you can see that people are actually looking for admin jobs, mm. accounting mm. jobs, mm. customer service jobs. Mm. When customer service jobs were on a low during that time, then sales jobs. I mean, sales jobs were the top, but it was the fourth in demand that people were actually looking for during during this time. And I always say to people that during the pandemic, how, only a few salespeople lost their jobs. If you look at people who lose their job, the company won't let people. Who bring in revenue, go home, right? Yeah. Unless you don't bring in revenue. Yeah. Unless you're a salesperson that's who's that's not that's not performing. Um, but people will let go of customer service. People will let go of operations. People will let go of other departments to be able to cut down on costs. But people will make, make money. money, will be retained. Yeah. yeah. So um, then supply chain and procurement came at fifth. Then marketing and comms came at sixth. Management, business and development at seven. Human resource See where human resource was eight. Then the demand, really software and data, engineering and technology, which was in high demand, was, not being was in high supply, wasn't being filled. They were at ninth and tenth, respectively. I mean, look, and this is very reflective of what we see typically. And But it's interesting that the data is actually supporting what you know we are seeing. But, I mean, it's clear that there is there is a, a gap mm. that needs to be filled. There needs to be a, 
um, a way by which people can actually see what the data is and connect themselves or skill themselves up to be able to fit some of these rules. Mm -hmm. How do we draw that connection between the jobs that are in supply and the people who are looking for some of these opportunities? How do we draw um, you know, the two for them to meet? You know, where can people go to access some of this bit of information so they are able to assess themselves to see? Because today there are other platforms, you know, your LinkedIn's and that people typically go, you know, to. But then there doesn't seem to be a good enough assessment of whether we are skilled enough to actually. So how do people get access to information like this where, you know, they will be able to get a good sense of what's available in the market and where they fit in? I think that, I mean, once you're with us, or I would say you go onto our platform, I think one of the things um, that we do, we, we do most of our recruitment digitally, 80%, I would say maybe 80 to 90%, mm -hmm. apart from the headhunting services and the executive recruitment that we do. So most of these jobs are there. And once you go on there, you need to, first thing you need to check the JDs to see if you, you fit. If you keep checking the JDs and they are giving specific job functions or specific skills mm. that you need to have that you don't have then you know that you are out of mm. out you, of scope yes and same as linkedin people post jobs so you just don't go and apply for any job that you see mm. always make sure that you're checking the job description to see if you meet the requirement if you do a couple and you realize that you don't match what the industry is looking for now you need to make sure that you're updating yourself to be able to find these jobs because these jobs are out there so if you're in it you need to be able to upskill yourself to be able to fit into those roles so i feel people look for job they are job platforms um people go on linkedin people go through friends for referrals and start to look for job but always make sure that you meet what the industry is looking for and these are clear in the job descriptions everyone looking for a job has what specific things like the jd i just showed you they had the tallest of things that they're looking for so if you fit in then you know that you are getting the job but if you look through the jd and you can only do two functions in there then you know that you you are definitely not a match for that job. Yeah, Hilda, it's it's been a it's been a pleasure um, speaking to you. All these insights have been have been pretty incredible. But as we wrap up, any any final words um, from you before we say goodbye? Um, I will say that in terms of technology and jobs, I think one of the things that Roman does well is we do we use a lot of artificial intelligence. We use a lot of technology in our recruitment process just to make sure that it's free, it is fair, and everybody has a chance of getting an equal job. So you don't need to know anybody here or you don't need a human intervention to be able to get a job. That's one of the things you go onto our website, you look for jobs that fit and if you don't fit that criteria you work towards yourself to make sure that you fit because there are these jobs out there people Ghana too has I mean what helps are we for English speaking country like us people are looking for people who are good um, with English they're good in technology who can even do remote work mm -hmm. at the moment mm -hmm. so if you have the requisite skills you don't only look for jobs in Ghana right now it's a it's a, it's a, global. It's a global village right you can get a job sitting in your home in Usu or in Kaneshi working for somebody in the US in the UK in any part of the world so I think that people need to make sure that they are up to up to the tax they've upskilled themselves they are abreast with the newest technology within their sector within their industry and don't be left out don't let technology go ahead of you mm. and make sure that you are abreast and you'll be able to find the right fit 
Hilda um, Nimo Tiaku, thank you so much, CEO of Jobberman, um, giving us some insight in terms of job trends. And um, this is this was centered on research um, that was conducted um, where they analyzed over um, 1,900 job listings and 2,009 job applications between 209,000 sorry, um, job applications between January 2021 and July 2021. And also, they looked at over 3,700 job listings and over 340,000 job applications from July 2020 and July 2021 to basically form the analysis um, that was the basis for this this conversation. And of course, we, we are in 2022, and a lot of these findings are still relevant today. And I believe that some of the the pointers that um, Hilda put across is, is something that you know will benefit you in one way or the other. Um, it's been a pleasure coming your way. My name is Philip Pashon. A big thank you to Hilda for sharing these nuggets of um, insight with us. Um, a big thank you to the producer of the show as well, and um, to you. Thank you so much for doing the listening and sharing your thoughts through the messages as well. But then, my name is Philip Pashon. Till next week, stay techy.